Hello everyone and welcome to Healthy State of Mind, a series dedicated to educating you on all things mental health. I'm Dr. Tracy Murray with Auctioner Health and I have here my lovely co-host. Caitlin, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Caitlin Heckel and I'm a digital content specialist here at Auctioner. So we're going to be talking about some interesting things today, something that's all on people's mind. Intimate relationships, partnerships, being with another human being that you want to spend the rest of your life with or a moment with whatever you're whatever, whatever stage in life you're at. Right. But when we talk about relationships, we really do have to consider other things but love. Love is necessary, but it's not sufficient. Right. Ooh, can you say that again? (laughs) (laughs) Love is necessary, but it's not sufficient. It is not enough to bind you. If you're looking for that long-term partner, and I won't necessarily say marriage or couple, I'll I'll say partner. If you're looking for some sort of partner that you want to share life with, share relationships with, it really requires more. Yeah. Right? Because when you don't like them so much, what are you going to do? When things happen in life, what are you going to do? When life happens. What, what is love enough to bind you? I don't think it is. It's necessary, but not enough. Okay. okay. So whenever thinking about getting into a relationship, how do you think about it? What do you look for first? Like in a partner? Yeah, in a partner. <clears throat> oh, gosh. Um, First, I think self or stability within okay. themselves. I want them to be an individual. I'm very much an individual. I like having my own life. Mm-hmm. And then we can create one together. But I want to make sure that they have their own thing going on. Right. Why is that? Because I don't want to feel smothered. Okay. (laughs) So the good thing about that is, and that is the actually first thing I want to touch on is self-awareness. Whenever anyone is searching for an intimate partner, whether it's marriage, coupleship, partnership, just for the time being, be self-aware. Knowing yourself and what you want. Going into that. Like you said, you know, because I need my space. Mm-hmm. If you weren't aware of that, someone who's coming in that wants to spend 100% of the time with you, it wouldn't work out. So the first thing is communicating with yourself about yourself and your needs. What do you know about you in intimate relationships? So one, you you like your time. I like my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I like when we do spend time together, I like it to be intentional time. Mm. Um, and that can be we're both sitting on the same sofa reading a book. Right. That's intentional time. Navigating um, one another. Right. Uh-huh. And um, I, I really enjoy still getting out into the world with right. friends. Right. I have a tendency in the past when I was younger, right. getting into partnership, we would sec- be secluded because it was so new and exciting and you just want to be with that person. But that is detrimental for me in the long run, I've learned. And and that's the best recommendation is some things you find out navigating through relationships, but some things you can know going in, like knowing going in that you need to have your me time, the other person, so you can communicate that and finding someone who respects that about you, knowing that you need consistency, right? Knowing because some people don't. That's why it's self-awareness. Knowing what you need, who you are, is the best thing to know going into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because you're interviewing them, but they're interviewing you too. So if you then try to deny what you need for the sake of having a partner, it doesn't work out. Right. Because the natural you will come out. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then we have these different things about knowing self, right? Have you ever heard of the love languages? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so the love languages is basically a set of communication styles developed by Gary Chapman. There's several books, right? There's for married couples, long-term couples, singles, dating, relationships that are not intimate, but working with like parent-child, sibling relationships. But I, in reading this book, we can't just stop at awareness. Have you ever taken the test? Um, I'm trying to recall if I have. Okay. I don't think so, but I have read snippets of like yeah. the Love Languages book. So I think I know all of them. There's tests online that you can take. What would you say would be your, let's go with the top one first. Top love language. I would say, so can, can. Back up and say. Yes. Okay. Let me make so, sure I know all of them. So the first <clears throat> one is acts of service. Okay. Doing something for someone is how you communicate love. Words of affirmation, the saying, the, I love you, babe. You're, you're beautiful. You do things great, right? Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're quite welcome. <laughs> Quality time, okay. right? Physical touch. Mm -hmm. um, so actually nav touching that, that sensation. And then um, gift giving. Right? Okay. So some people show love by gift giving. Uh -huh. So those are the five core ones when we're talking about like intimate relationships so we'll stick with those some people can have one major one some people can have two top two but it's not just knowing it's knowing your partners knowing how they receive and give and knowing how you receive and give and accommodating one accommodating okay. that so tell me what you think your love language is my top love language is quality time quality time mm -hmm. okay so i'm going to use my hand as an example okay. to explain this okay so let's say this is a hand Describe to me what you see. Color. What do you see? Um, I see light pink mm -hmm. and some darker like brown lines. Mm -hmm. I see five fingers. Okay. I see darker brown. I don't see the lines. Does that mean it's not a hand? No. We see different things. Yeah. But it's both the hand. Same with love. Love is love. We communicate it differently. Yours is quality time. Mine's is acts of service. Doesn't make it any less of love. Doesn't make it any less of a hand. Yeah. Okay. So the goal here, get that concept? Yeah. So the goal here is when I know from my end, I bring you over and say, hey, Caitlin, look at what I see. You see that? And then you pull me over. Hey, Tracy, look at what I see. And then you guys balance. The same thing, it goes for those love languages. I have to look into your world and know that yours is quality time mm -hmm. and then give you that knowing that that's how you receive love. But you also come into my world and realize that I need acts of service. So maybe you want to pick up some groceries for me or something, you know, you, so you yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. So it's not simply about knowing your love language or knowing theirs. It's looking and giving in that way. It makes sense. Uh, it does make sense. Mm -hmm. I feel like using this example, uh -huh. well, I feel like acts of service, like performing acts of service is kind of a way that I do show my love naturally. Yeah. But for example, if someone, if my partner has a primary love language that kind of goes against what I do naturally, let's say gift giving. I don't mind giving gifts. Mm -hmm. It's not the way that I receive love and it's not my inherent mm -hmm. way of showing love. Mm -hmm. So, but in order to make that relationship work and effective and for them to feel seen mm -hmm. i do have to work harder right. to if show you them. want to be with that person now sometimes the love languages can be different and you just don't want to be with that person so you're not willing to accommodate that well, that's yeah. true <laughs> but if 
you guys want to be together, other things, love and other things. And it's just different. It's okay to be different. What you would do is note that when he gives you a gift, that that's his way of communicating love. But he also has to do your way. So it's a compromise. You do his, you do you, he does his, he does you. Okay. Right. So for example, um, quality time and physical touch. Well, quality time and give giving. Okay. Communicating love. Say I was him. I would take you out and give you a gift. That's both. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you would receive that gift knowing that that's my love for you. And you would feel good because we're out together doing something together. Mm -hmm. How you would reciprocate that back is that next you take me somewhere and give me a small token. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's that compromise. Okay. Th those are very super simple ways to do it. But that's what you want to do It's not simply knowing yours and knowing theirs. It's, if that's a person you feel you want to navigate, you don't necessarily have to have the same language. You just mm -hmm. have to know what they are and accommodate that. Now, if it is just totally against something you're willing to do with that person, that speaks to something else apart from the love language. Mm -hmm. So if you were with someone in the past and you're like, I am not giving you no gift. <laughs> the uh, right? Something's missing. It's not about the gift given. It's not about the love language at that point. Something about that person that you're not willing to compromise on. Mm -hmm. And that person just might not be the one for you. Mm, well, <laughs> so it is. So I guess, I guess that's what happened, huh? Yes. <laughs> so what do you think about the love languages? Do you believe them? Do you think they're real? Like I said, it's just one way yeah, to think about it. I do. I think that we're probably a bit more complex than mm -hmm. just identifying with one or two love languages. Right. Um, I do think that it's it's important to know that because a partnership is two or more people, right. Right. and it's important to know that you have to, um, if you want the relationship to work out, then you have to know their language and speak that as well as your own. Absolutely. And I think that lacks sometimes in yeah. partnerships. And that is one of the biggest things apart from the love languages is communication. It's communication in conflict or disagreement, communication when things are good, communication about needs, communication. There's certain ways that people communicate things um there's assertively right saying without blaming and providing a solution to what you need so if i say hey hey babe i um babe hey mm -hmm. babe i would really like to go out this weekend we feel like we haven't been out in a while um and it would really make me happy right assertive yeah. there's a passive way it's like you just letting everything roll out. Assertiveness is the best way to communicate. What happens with passivity is that it's like you eat it and eat it and eat it and you become full and throw it up essentially. Mm -hmm. Everything comes bursting out. So when you're passive, weeks and weeks using that same example, you're not doing anything with them. You want to, but you're not saying anything. Then you get mad and have a blow up. Yeah. Or you are so unhappy you're ready to just retreat and leave and say you're not treating me well. And then there's passive aggressive, the petty, right, is what I call it. I'm assuming you know what petty is. I do. Okay, yeah, you know. Been we, there. Right. So it's that, just that sly, slick pettiness. So it's like, same example, it's like saying, well, you don't never take me nowhere anyway. Right. right? Yeah, well, we never go out, so. We never go out, so what, I'm not even going to get my hopes up. Mm -hmm. So it's that passive aggressive or even like 
saying things like, oh, well, Brenda, uh, her and her husband went out the other day. Mm, must be nice. Mm -hmm. you know. So That sounds very early 20s with right? me. But now as like 30, almost 31-year-old, uh -huh. I like that direct. This would make me very happy if right. we did this. How's that sound? Right. <laughs> like, that it sounds does great. It take learning, too, because you must realize that they don't work. Yeah. And then there's the peer aggressive. So you better take me out this weekend or I'm going to leave you. Right? That threatening. The ultimatums, just that very, very aggressive. They all, we at some point in our life have used them all with an intimate partner. But the best one is assertiveness. You're not blaming. You're just saying what you need to make this a success. Hey, babe, you want to go out this weekend? I feel like we haven't been out in a while and it would make me happy. I just want to spend time with you. Quick question. Mm -hmm. Say you... You say that to your partner, and mm -hmm. then your partner says, no, not really. Mm. What would be your natural response? I it? would think that I would, well, my natural response yep, is to be real. like, uh, why? <laughs> or like, okay, whatever, like mm -hmm. to, to get a little defensive. Yeah. But the more appropriate, I think, response mm -hmm. would, I'm, I'm feeling words are coming right. to mind. Like, well, I feel like this. Right, right. So that's when it steps into out of just saying what you need into a potentially conflictual dialogue what we do can be different so when we're communicating things we need it's not necessarily out of conflict right but that person's response is creating what like a high-risk situation yeah so it's creating a space where there could be conflict how you can tell is because you say you feel defensive right so first realizing that all right this isn't that anymore now now we having a thing right mm -hmm. it's okay to have a disagreement because we don't know he's like oh, i can't do that um what you could say <laughs> first knowing yourself whenever we enter into a conflictual relationship there's certain ways to approach you can turn towards some people do meaning you want to solve it right then you can turn away meaning some people need space away and they don't want to deal with it. And then some people turn against. That's mm. that. Why? You don't do nothing anyway. So mm. turn against the other person. Again, knowing what the other person needs, knowing who you are, that self-awareness. So if I, let's say you are you and I'm him. If I was him and say, well, I don't want to do that. You would know about your partner. Okay, he is a turn away. He don't really want to deal with it. And you're a turn towards. Give him a beat and then come back around. Right. So you're respecting his need to take a second away, but he has to know to come back. You're respecting him by taking a second away, knowing that you always turn towards and he might not be ready for that. But then you come back too. OK, I wouldn't turn against. That's just not helpful. That's like the aggression. Yeah. Right? You're on the same team. Yeah, That's you're something on the that, same team. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I learned that in my mid 20s. <clears throat> Excuse me. That I learned a partnership. You're on the same team. Mm hmm. And so that, I wouldn't even say desire for conflict. I'd say mm -hmm. maybe the natural tendency to go to conflict right. if you're not feeling heard right. um, is there. But I like the turning right. Just towards. give a sec. And it gives everyone a second because you don't know why he said no. Right. And when you come back after that beat, if it's a conflict, it may not be. You might be able to turn towards in that moment. But depending on the response. So you might say, if he says, no, I don't think so. And you might say, well, it's really important to me that we spend time together. Right? So mm -hmm. you would just come back. What Do you have something going on this weekend? And you want to keep it simple, right? Keep it 
assertive? Do you have, is there another weekend that'll work better for you? Mm -hmm. Because I think it's really important. Now, a couple of things. After sorting through that dialogue, because he could be like, no, not this weekend. And you pitched it. He's like, because I got this deadline this weekend. So you just want to get more information before turning against. Because if you turn against immediately or turn away and never come back, (laughs) now you realize, well, oh, I didn't even know he had a deadline this weekend. He says, maybe next week because I have a deadline. So don't take your immediate response to heart about you when we don't know. Right. If he says something where he's not willing to compromise, that's a different thing. Right. It might not be something. So he says, I just don't want to. I don't feel up to it. I'm not with it. Then you take a beat and then collect and then say, well, I don't know if this will work for me. Not blaming me if we don't spend quality time together, because that's very important to me. So you just communicate your needs. You don't tell them what to do. You just communicate what you need. Now, that's in a perfect world. (laughs) Correct. And for some people, it takes time. That goes back to saying the very first thing I said, self-awareness. Whenever I'm working with couples on communication, it's not about one couple changing the other. It's about it's you against you. It's you accommodating yourself for the other person. Sometimes people don't want to. Sometimes people dissolve relationships because of it. So it's about you against you. Right. You managing you and your response to other people because that's the only one you can control Mm -hmm. is you Mm -hmm. okay so what do you think about that turning towards turning against type of phenomena i like that i like that i think that um it's another thing too as i as i get older and i approach partnerships differently Mm -hmm. you really i mean i am who i am and i people are who they are Mm -hmm. and i think that it's a part of like just growing up and maturing to be able to not change who you are, but accommodate your partner if you want to. Right, if you want to. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. And if you find yourself questioning and projecting on the other person about what you think they want, then you need a mediator. Yeah. I, I would recommend couples therapy at any point. And couples therapy doesn't have to be when something's wrong or going wrong. You can do it like premarital if people get married or just partnership or just when you want to learn about the other person in a healthy and effective way or learn how to communicate or learn what those languages are and learn what how people best function in conflictual situations. Are they a turn against person? How can we work through that? Are they a turn away? How do we come up with healthy ways of solving disagreements? Because you will have disagreements. You're two people with two life experiences and two personalities. Right. Um, that are trying to come together and melt and mend and share life. It's okay. You just have to be willing and open to do so. There's so much compromise. Yeah. <laughs> accommodation. Yeah. Right. I say accommodation. Compromise has been bastardized like in real world. So they use it in a negative way. Mm-hmm. You're accommodating the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just knowing what situations too, knowing thyself, knowing the other person, what are high risk situations for that person and knowing that any kind of conversation related to that may potentially lead to disagreement or conflictual situation. So for example, if we have two people in a partnership and you know, talking about family, like in-laws or other people's family has a potential to be conflictual. You set them up, set the space, 
please don't try and talk to them while they're hungry, tired, or not feeling well, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So anticipate it. If you want to have a good discussion, don't catch them when they're walking right in the door. Wait until they're full, fat, and happy, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Relax, chill. So you set the space, especially if you know it's a, I call it high risk or potential to be tense situation. Mm-hmm. Any type of situation, talking about finances, if that's tense. For some people, it's not. But for some people, it is. Just knowing you and your partner and you can kind of feel it when you're like, oh, this is going to be a tough one. Set the stage. Make sure that everyone is at baseline and then approach with assertiveness and openness, not passive aggressiveness definitely not gaslighting and not Mm. aggressiveness you know what what's that gaslighting term oh man i mean it's um just manipulation and making you feel like your reality isn't your reality make you feel crazy yeah so you intentionally do stuff to the other person or not intentionally do stuff to the other person to make them feel like what they're saying is wrong right so if i'm coming to you say hey babe that really when you did so-and-so, when you didn't return my call and I called you twice, that really hurt my feelings. My God, why are you so emotional about everything? Why does everything get you, instead of acknowledging what that is, it's gaslighting. Mm-hmm. You're making them feel, and you're like, mm-hmm. well, is it me? Mm-hmm. And you feel crazy. You're like, am I, am I too emotional? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been there. Right. For sure. It's not necessarily, it, it's a way to deflect off of the fact that they are not taking accountability for their actions. So they throw it back on you, make you feel crazy and create the space where now it's about you and not them. Mm-hmm. So you forget the initial, I'm not emotional. What are you saying? Now you away from the initial conversation. Mm-hmm. So it is a manipulative tactic, mm-hmm. not very effective right. when trying to sustain a healthy relationship. It's toxicity, really. Mm-hmm. How have you been able to tell in past relationships of, of people are toxic? Ooh. <clears throat> well, if I start behaving in a way that I don't recognize myself, then I have to look at who I'm around. Mm, good one. Self-awareness. Self, A lot of self-awareness. If you're changing you. Yes. If you're doing things that you're not comfortable with. So people are not necessarily, let me correct myself, people are not necessarily toxic people behaviors are toxic Mm -hmm. okay so things that people do can be toxic to the situation or unhelpful to the situation yeah so one thing to do when working with someone like that is to point out that it's not helpful for you and if they're willing to accommodate you in that way good but if they're not it might not be a good fit it Mm. just might not be a good fit Mm -hmm. because it takes accommodation on both ways so if you're assertively communicating now if you're doing it aggressively it's not them, it's you, because you came at them aggressive and they're responding to it. Mm-hmm. But if you come at them and you communicate with them in a healthy and assertive way and you're still not willing to respond, then you make your decision. That's where love is necessary but not sufficient. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's like that's huge. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking back to a very significant relationship in my life that I had several years ago. Mm-hmm. My emotions weren't received in like a positive way right so he was very i would say stoic Mm -hmm. and it caused a lot of confusion for me Mm -hmm. um and eventually we did part ways Mm -hmm. because it just wasn't it was a 
it was a toxic environment, but he is not a toxic person. Right. So you so saying that the holds behaviors. a lot of weight. Right. Yeah, like the behaviors are toxic, not the actual people. Mm -hmm. Now, we do have the people that do things intentionally and sorting through that um, for whatever reason, <laughs> especially if they have, you know, narcissism. Mm. But still, the behaviors are that way. I would say whenever you're doing things, all you can do is communicate what you need, how their actions made you think, feel, do, and then providing a solution. A lot of things that people in partnerships forget about is the solution part, right? Is that they say what's wrong. They say what they need, but the other person might not even know a solution. So coming up with one together or presenting one. So the example that you said, about quality time. Hey, babe, I'm wondering, it's important for, me to, for us to spend time together. Can we go out this weekend? And he's like, well, um, not this weekend. And you're like, well, it's important for me um, to spend time with you. Is that another time that works better? Yes, the following weekend works better because I have a deadline this weekend. So you're also presenting a potential solution so the person can think about how to accommodate you. Because in the beginning, especially if it's in the beginning and even in the end or long time, they're still trying to learn you. Mm -hmm. And people change over time. So you're constantly learning and evolving. Give them a little in. Nobody is a mind reader. Right? Yeah. To expect someone to read your emotions or to know that they should have known is not effective. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't care how long you've been together because people change. And what this communicates might not be you don't want them reading your mind <laughs> you don't no no because it's wrong right <laughs> you don't want them to say oh let me leave her alone she don't want to be bothered when hey babe do you feel like going out tonight yeah oh because your body language said no 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 i was just sitting here my ankle hurts right mm -hmm. so you don't want to predict right those things when communicating yeah so one of the biggest things when we talk about communication, the reason why relationships dissolve, there's some top things. And it all comes back to communication. It's finances. It's um, raising children, religion, and sex. But all of those things lend themselves to healthy communication styles and self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. If you guys are not sure how to, in a partnership, if one person wants to be 100% of the breadwinner and you want a 50-50 partnership, you got to know yourself and say, hey, this isn't going to work for me. Can we accommodate? And if not, then it won't work for you. So often people try to change themselves, not, not accommodation. They try to completely abandon their, their needs mm -hmm. to be with the other person that can't sustain for too long because then you're not being pure to yourself. Yep. So it is a balance between that. And it's tough. Mm -hmm. And that's why sometimes you need a third party just to come in to see things objectively and to translate. I say the word translate <laughs> because often when I'm working with a couple, um, I'm a translator. Right. right? What just, they're trying to say is. What I'll say, say what you said. What did you hear? That's not what she said. That's not what he heard. Here's what we meant. Yes. So and that's a learning style, too. So it's almost like sometimes different languages, because, again, it's based on past experiences, how you view the world that relates to social interaction and intimate interaction. I have a question sure. for you. So I was thinking, man, relationships are so much work mm -hmm. and they're worth it if it's what you want. Mm -hmm. How can um, how can single people watching mm -hmm. this, how can we, because I'm currently single, how can we 
step into a new partnership as a clean slate mm -hmm. and not holding on to things that we've experienced in the past. So you won't ever start with a clean slate, I'll say okay. that, because we can't do a lobotomy and take your experiences right. out. Yeah. You just need to know when it comes up. Okay. So if something is a big trigger for you, note what it is and work through it here and then communicate it to the other person. I mean, you don't want to necessarily, and it's a navigation, spilling your guts in the beginning. Like on the first date, I wouldn't say, well, I don't like phones at the table. I mean, you know, like... <laughs> Just Here's feel my it set out. of rules. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Just feel it out. But checking yourself, knowing that what's happening. So if someone, if you text someone after a date and say, hey, had a great time with you, and them not responding right away is a trigger for you, say, all right, this is a trigger for me, but we're new and fresh in a relationship. I don't know what their communication style is just yet. Let me just chill. It's Relax. so hard to chill. Though. It's so hard to chill. And that's why you have to have good coping skills. Yes, <laughs> right? It's so and hard distractions to chill. and just take things easy. Remember, beginning of relationships is about enjoyment. You're learning the other person and they're learning you. So it's an interview. It is. It is. But it can be a fun one. It can. It can be. Okay. Many of the dynamics that I've talked about today um, is what I've learned through the Gottman approach to relationships. I was trained on it in a while ago. So many of the dynamics, apart from Gary Chapman, lend themselves to Gottman. So the turning towards, turning away, turning against relates to that method. So I want to give them kudos. Okay? okay. So we're ready for our mindful moment. All right. Let's do All it. All right. Everyone, the mindful moment is really related to giving you a space for a couple of minutes to treat yourself well, have healthy awareness of the present moment. Today, we're going to do compassionate affection and touch is um, going to be the meditation. So it's just about basically loving yourself and being in the moment with that physical touch. Okay. So getting into our meditation stance, legs uncrossed, just relax. And I want you to take just two deep breaths in, in through your nose. And exhaling through your mouth slowly. In through your nose. And exhaling. And now I want you to take your arms and crisscross them over your chest. Kind of like this if you want to see me. A little higher. There you go. If you can. And just rest your head on your hand. Yeah, just like that. Just so you can touch your hand. And breathing, noting how this feels differently. Whenever we're talking intimate relationships, it's got to start with self-love, self-respect, self-worth, self-accommodation. Treating yourself well and just feel this physical touch what it feels like, maybe warm, maybe soft, comforting, as you just give yourself some good. Show yourself some grace. Knowing what your face feels like to be comfortable here with you so that you can be comfortable with someone else. And maybe slightly rocking if you feel that that's comfortable. Rolling your head around or grabbing a little harder. <sighs> Taking a breath in. 
feeling it and thanking yourself for being you. When you're ready, you can open your eyes. That was okay. nice. Sometimes when seeking out intimate partnerships, love yourself first. Yeah. And things will come naturally and stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you everyone again for joining us for Healthy State of Mind, a series dedicated to educating you about all things mental health, well-being, and social interaction. Um, again, my name is Dr. Tracy Murray. We have additional resources below if you want more information. And again, this serves as purely educational. If you want a professional therapeutic relationship, see the resources below to get connected with someone like me. Have a great one. Thank you, Dr. Murray. You're welcome. Hmm. <laughs>